Yeah, all right. Let's do it. All right. Hey, everybody. Ah, you cut me off. You cut me off. I'm sorry. I was going to ask if we've ever had an episode that was just the three of us. No, No. it's amazing. And that's what I was going to say as soon as I say it. It's okay. We'll do it again. Here we go. Do you like Disney? Do you like movies? Do you like friends who watch these movies? Disney Channel. Disney Channel. Disney Channel. Hey everybody, welcome to the Disney Channel Tipsy Panel, the podcast where we watch and review all the DCOMs from A to Xenon. My name is Brandon Lamuto. I'm your host, and I have a lot of friends here. We have our sound engineer, Ryan Metz. Hi. We have our mixologist, James Letiri. Hi. How you guys doing? Really good. Pretty great. That's great. I'm glad. Uh, we don't have a guest this time. It's just the three of us for the first time ever. All Super white exciting. males episode. Oh, yeah. Uh, Actually, it's not the first one of that. Oh, it's the first time we've had just three. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Brennan's here, too, but uh, she's transparent and she's invisible. Brennan and... just had throat surgery. She's oh only going God. to only yeah. going to respond through through clicks and claps. Yeah, there she is. Hi, Brennan. How you doing? <laughs> oh, glad to hear it. That's great. Oh, 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 that's unfortunate. I'm sorry your throat is is oozing. But... Oh, my God. <laughs> Anyway, uh, yeah, we review DCOMs here, if you didn't know that. Um, and this is episode 26 of the Disney Channel Tipsy Panel. And Woo! this time... Oh, wait, we don't cheer for random episodes. We could cheer for all of them, because Woo! every 26. episode is a gift. Let's cheer everyone from now on. Yay! Can't wait for 26. next episode when we join the 27 Club and die. Oh, baby, 27 <laughs> dresses. Bert Cobain. <laughs> Bert Cobain. <laughs> this is episode 26. If you haven't listened to our double special release for episode 25 go listen to that uh it was very fun we did quizney channel tipsy panel for the first time ever and it was great you'll love it but this is episode 26 and this time we reviewed a very old movie it is 35 years old this year um it was i believe the third disney channel premiere that they ever did so for those of you who don't know before dcoms existed pre-1997 you had Disney Channel premieres because Disney Channel was producing movies for 15 years prior to the first DCOM, which was under wraps. It, Most of them are very out of left field. This one uh, certainly it, fits in yeah, with all this. Yeah. That's why I wanted to do this one because when you started to explain it, my mind was just blown. It, it, the, the movie is called Gone Are the Days, but I will only refer to it as the Japanese restaurant murder movie. Yeah, because that's what this is about. It's about a murder in a Japanese restaurant. I thought that it would involve the Yakuza somehow, because Mm -hmm. when you told me about it, you know, a murder in a Japanese restaurant. But really, it's like a gang of Italians. Yeah. Yeah. Any anytime you hear gang in movies that are like, I don't know, pre 2000, it is Italians. Yeah, (laughs) that's it. That's That's what Italians are in the movies. They are gangsters. Insert joke about Italians here. Hey, I'm forget Italian. about it. Uh, hey, pizza bagel. Pizza Don't call bagel. me Fredo. But yeah, <laughs> this movie's about uh, an Italian gang shooting in a Japanese restaurant, and a family witnesses it, and then they have to go into witness protection. Hijinks ensue. It's the uh, Days family, in case you couldn't tell. Right, D A Y E S. Gone are the Days is spelled that way because that's the family name. But before we get any further, uh, we are called the Tipsy Panel for a reason. Why is that? It's because we have alcohol. We yeah. do have it. We yep, have we it. always have alcohol here. We uh, James is our mixologist. He always makes a very nice drink. Um, we like to enjoy this drink uh, before, during, and after. Um, if you would like to make this drink, 
Uh, you can, but oh, I'm getting ahead of myself. James, tell me about this drink. It's delicious. I want to hear about it. Ooh la la. Okay, so this drink is called a batanga. Did you uh, say Topanga? Topanga, yeah. This is called a Batagapanga. <laughs> I uh, love Topanga. A Um Can't remember that actress's name. Um, but this is a real simple one. And uh, the reason I chose it was because it was created in 1961 wow. by Don Javier Delgado. Huh. Papa Delgado. Uh, Papa Delgado. He's If you see a picture of him, he is the real Papa Delgado. He is so... <laughs> cute i love him <laughs> delgado's just, the name of the big gangster family in this movie yeah yeah and by the events of this movie first of all his name is don so maybe he is the real papa delgado mm. but uh by the the world of this movie they're the most powerful organization in the world oh my god they are literally everywhere and i like to think that maybe Juan Javier, Don Javier, Javier Delgado was one of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it was created in tequila, Mexico. And it's uh, two ounces of Reposado tequila, a half ounce of lime, uh, salt on the rim with tagine, because tagine rules. Mm-hmm. And then just top it with a little Mexican Coke. It's like a rum and Coke, but tequila and a little more lime. It's delicious. I love it. It's good. I, oh, I, I'm, I'm, that's I'm really into good. it. I'm at the point in my life where I try to avoid all soda entirely, but I, I, I like it in this a lot. Mm-hmm. It's real nice. So Not too crazy. I was really stressed out yesterday because I'm just a kid and my life is a nightmare. Yeah. But I drank a Diet Coke yesterday. Oh, how'd it feel? <laughs> Not good. <laughs> <laughs> I would have preferred probably a nice hot cigarette, but that's <laughs> very bad for you as well. Just drink <laughs> corn syrup and stevia. Cool. It's pretty much the same thing. The, I... Stand by, it's definitely not true, but I stand by that the Mexican Coke is better because actual cane syrup, well, it's cane sugar. A, it's in a fun yep. little bottle. We yeah, like look those. at that. Just as an aside, my friend once went to Chicago for some fucking conference or something, and he went around looking for Mexican Coke, mm-hmm. and uh, he ended up in the back room of a bodega. Oh being offered Mexican Coke. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess that's what you get when you ask for Mexican Coke. If you don't have Mexican Coke, uh, during Passover, there's kosher Coke. Mm. It's a yellow cap that has parav and like uh, Hebrew on it, and it's also made with sugar because it's um, uh, whatever. It's kosher. kosher for Passover. So you can buy it around, I guess, at least in New York. I don't know about the rest of the country. If you don't have Passover <laughs> where you live, <laughs> you're not a coastal elite. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Sorry, everybody who's between New York and California. Um, but yeah, this drink is fantastic. If you listeners out there would like to make this drink, we will have the recipe on our Instagram at Disney Channel Tipsy Panel. Uh, make it. Let us know that you made it. Show us. Tell us what you think. Please decom responsibly, everybody. Yeah, unlike me. Yeah, um, we decom irresponsibly, but that's okay because we're creating content. It's it's actually not okay. So I'm having a <laughs> thimble full of this drink and then I'm done. But dude, it's really good. It's, it's delicious. It's a, it's a good little mix. I would like order it at a bar. The, the tagine is such a nice touch. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's it makes great. Everything. In oh, case man. you don't know what tagine is, it's lime salt. In case yeah. you're not a coastal elite. And now you know because it's my super short show. Yeah. You should be a coastal elite because it's easy and fun. Yeah. Yeah. Why aren't you living in New York <laughs> or California? <laughs> but anyway. Speaking of coastal elites, I have so much to say about this goddamn family. Oh, my God. The Days family. First of all, this whole movie could have ended after two minutes. So let's 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 get right into it. The beginning of the movie, the Days family walks into Oh no, I'm sorry. Before we even get to that. That's this right. movie had the greatest opening shot of all time. Yeah. Un- bar none. I 
laughed my ass off as soon as I saw it. The opening shot to this movie is a shot of the Statue of Liberty and the Twin Towers with the title card somewhere in the United States. (laughs) (laughs) You know, just somewhere. (laughs) I don't know. I've never seen that statue before. Nope. That was all the title cards, though. All they said was somewhere, somewhere. in blah, blah, blah. But, like, we got yeah. somewhere in Colorado, somewhere in the in like the Caribbean, somewhere, somewhere in, in Texas. Texas, somewhere Missouri. in the United States. Hmm. The Statue of Liberty and the Twin Tower. Ta- oh, yep. No, that's Canada. Boston. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> to start it off with that, when you haven't set any other, literally any other tone for the movie, was is weird. I didn't even notice that. I was already just in awe that the Twin Towers were being shown. Yeah. Rest in peace. Definitely pre-9-11 movie. So I really loved when the Days family finally seat themselves in the Japanese restaurant. This is a public place. They have to serve us. Bullshit. No, they don't. No. Anybody has the right to review service to anybody. Yeah. And also, you know that if that woman was having a party at that place and she was even if she wasn't a gangster which those other people at the table were i don't even know who they were but one of them died uh Mm -hmm. they she would have been like why are those people sitting there i booked this restaurant so anyone like just be like it's a private party that's it it was immediately established her and the whole family as crazy yeah as terrible as the woman is though this is very much the the restaurant manager's fault because you just say no it private party sorry place is closed yeah get him out of there i i do appreciate that he put on a a bad accent for the white people Mm -hmm. and then when talking to his employee he could speak perfect english yeah i also love the dad he was like where'd you get this shrimp the hudson river (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and the jumbo shrimp was real small i guess it was a bad bad harvest this year huh? (laughs) yeah so, all right, the the shooting happens. I mean, just some dumb thugs run in and start to shoot the place up. And then it's just immediately all over the news. They're like, we're down at 7th and Grandview, which not a real intersection in Manhattan. <laughs> mm, you would know. You know all the streets. Yeah. And they're playing this whimsical music. I thought the music was so off. Yeah. The whole movie. Yeah. So this movie made me realize that the difference between a thriller and a comedy is just music. Yeah. Yep. It's it's budget and music. That's that's literally it. This movie had no budget and it had very silly, you know, like basically Benny Hill music. Yeah. Uh, exactly. I wrote that in my notes cuz the whole movie they're like running away from murderers and they're like, "Oh no." And it's it might as well be like yakety sax. The content was not funny but the music was just like light and playful. It was basically like a dark comedy. It was like a Coen Brothers movie. Yeah. It was weirdly like, if you just took it, if you read the script, you'd be like, this is a weird, dark comedy. Like, what is going on? The whole movie is about them escaping death. That is the entire thing. And yet, there's at least three occasions where the father has to be... There are three unique times where the father essentially says... What you mean that we might die? I think that's the I think that's how you could get away with this being a children's movie because every two minutes you forget that like oh they're about to die it comes up and then it's gone again and then it comes up and then it's gone and it's just you know very very um you know flippantly dealing with death. As far as stakes go though, these are the, some of the highest stakes we've dealt with in a Disney Channel original movie. Yeah. Life and death. Yeah, truly. A family, too. You know, a, a girl, a boy, a mom and a dad yeah. could die, could get killed. 
Someone I, dies in this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can't think of any other movie where the stakes were actually that high. In Wendy Wu, they were kind of supposed to be that way, but you don't see it. They say like, "Oh, end times are coming," but all you get is dark sky, and then the the you know the villains are dealt with handily. Yeah. I, has anybody died in a in a Disney Channel original? Oh, yeah. Tiger Town. The dad. Oh, yeah, that's, that's true. Right. The dad dies. The in dad Tiger died. Town. There but, are but, dead. There are people who have died. Right. Has but, anybody been killed? I don't think so. So maybe no. this is the first one we've done where someone gets killed. It's very possible. Wow, our fir- the first yeah. death in or the first murder in a Disney Channel movie. Woo! Not very even, exciting, everyone. Not even Calabar died. Like anyone who's defeated is just like defeated. Like nobody dies except in this movie. Actually, <laughs> Tiger Town in Wendy Wu. <laughs> um, well, also Tiger Cruise. You know, a lot Tiger of people Cruise, died. But that's off screen. It's true. Yeah. Speaking in- of nine eleven. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> in Wendy Wu, uh, it is mentioned that Shen is supposed to die, and that yes. movie got a PG rating from the fighting and the mentions of death. Uh, so you know that really shows how you know the, the the topics have changed based on ratings from you know 1980s to now. Did rating systems exist in the way that they do now in 1984? So PG. And, did exist. Yeah, PG did exist. And R. But PG was basically up to PG-13, because PG-13 right. didn't exist until, I think, 87. It was, I think it was Raiders of the Lost Ark mm-hmm. yeah, that, that created it. I think that, that, sounds that was right. it, yeah. I'm not going to fact check that, and neither yeah. will you. We're telling you that that's the answer. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, what were we talking about? The Gone of the Days, murder in a Japanese restaurant? Yeah, so yeah. essentially, after this all goes down... The Days family is contacted by the police immediately. They're interviewed in the restaurant. Oh, yeah. yeah. They weren't allowed to leave. Yeah. And uh, then it's basically established almost immediately. It's like, okay, you guys are going to witness protection. Mm-hmm. So, um, well, actually, it's not established immediately because at first they're just hanging at the house with the police there. And then this detective guy, Charlie, he gets sent down from D.C. after a lot of sexual tension between him and his boss's secretary. So, so oh, much. God. They, yeah. they plan a date. I'll make the veal you like. A nice 79 bottle of wine. He said 79. Impertinent, but uh, something. Nice. He said said so many things that he was going to make. It was like five things. Like, I'll make you the veal with the mushrooms, and then I'll make you pasta with clam sauce. It sounded good. It did. Oh, yeah, of course. And And then then I got the nice bottle of wine. 79 (laughs) Merlot. And Um, he he makes her cancel plans with somebody. Yeah. Yeah. And then he cancels on her. Yeah. And we should say uh, he's pl- Charlie, played by Harvey Corman, uh, Headley Lamar from, from Blazing, Blazing Saddles. Saddles. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. It's great. Headley. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so he, he goes straight to New York and tells them all, you know, they, they already know that, you know, the gang is looking for him, but he tells them they're coming in 10 minutes. Let's leave now. And then they leave. And the first place they go, I believe, is Missouri. Yes. Yes. Well, but first they're driving around New York like idiots. And the mom's oh, right. like, oh, thanks, Charlie, for showing me parts of New York I never knew existed. Y- yeah, like Th- fucking Broadway. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. They drive down a street. They, they, I do really appreciate the like four establishing shots of driving through New York City in the 80s because it looked really cool. It looked amazing. That Kentucky Fried Chicken yes. looked awesome. It was just a giant storefront and yeah. just white background and red letters, Kentucky Fried Chicken, no kernel. It, it was great 80s aesthetic. I like it. Then they pull a Yui in the Lincoln Tunnel, which uh, yeah. not it's possible. Illegal. Not possible. And then they go, which means they went back to Manhattan. Yeah. 
But actually, I think they did not go to Missouri first. They went somewhere in upstate New York. Oh, That's right. right. That's Was right. that the monastery? Um, they went maybe, to, hotel, oh, right. to motels first. Yeah, they were looking for the motels, and nowhere would take them because... <laughs> and here's another mention of the dad not knowing that they might die. Um one of like uh, you know they, none of the motels will take him and one of the i guess the concierge yeah, whatever you yeah. call him at a motel guy at a desk just <laughs> says oh you 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 detectives are always bringing people here and 9 out of 10 <laughs> times they end up dead and the dad's like what you know the stakes dude you're the, being chased by the mob everyone in this movie talks about death to everybody so casually and like no one has any perception of how what they say will be received not at all when the kid so they do test the reason that they have to go in is they testify against the guy who got caught by the police one of the delgado brothers Mm -hmm. uh pippi delgado and (laughs) carlos delgado sorry carlos delgado Delgado. (laughs) he has a mole on his head he's got 2700 hits yeah yeah (laughs) but so he like the dad like the kid is the only one that has the guts to actually say like that was the guy and then well, the first thing that dad says to him is the kid goes i couldn't tell a lie are you mad at me and the dad goes i know a great orphanage i can give you to or something yeah. like he's basically like he was like i'm just gonna give you up because you're gonna get us killed right that's what i thought he was implying that they were gonna get the parents killed and that the yeah. kid would have to go to an orphanage no yeah. abso- absolutely and then then charlie is like just tells the dad, like, they're going to kill you in front of the family. And the dad, what Brandon said, he goes, whoa. And then the third time, he goes in front of a hotel worker and just like, kill us. <laughs> no one is phased. And even when he is surprised, that immediately goes away five seconds later. Yeah. But, but yeah. So um, I did genuinely like when they couldn't stay in the motel, they go to the monastery and uh, they do a meal with yeah. the the monks who have taken a silent uh, a vow of silence. Yep. And you know they're a family of four, so they're all yelling at the dinner table, um, getting louder and louder and more annoying until the head monk finally shouts, breaking his vow of silence, causing everybody else to break their vow of silence. And this actually this was probably my favorite line in the movie. Yeah. Where um, one monk one monk says to the other, "You're always complaining." The guy goes, what do you mean? I haven't spoken in 12 years. Well, I can see it in your face. You're never satisfied. You know, for a bunch of monks, they really sound like a, some Jewish mothers. <laughs> Decom F-bomb? Oh, right. that would, yeah. yeah. You're never fucking satisfied. Hey, fuck you. Then they start throwing food at each other. There was a food fight. We did get a little food fight. Yeah. That's true. Very on brand for Disney Channel. Wow. And one, one of them also said he was like, you're ne-, he was like, no one can read your handwriting. And the guy goes, <laughs> yeah, well, at least I can weave. Yeah. Like they were getting in each other's face about monk shit. I love it. That was cute. Bunch of ornery monks. And then they all they just were. leave. And I guess this is when they go to Missouri. No, no. They First they testify. Oh, right. Okay, yeah. And, and we jumped then around. they have to go to Missouri. They change their names. And because of that, I don't know the names of anyone in this movie. Yeah. No. Um... Phyllis was the mom. I oh, think. right. Charlie was the boy. He's the detective. No, Charlie's He's the, the detective. detective. Oh, it was Nelton. Um, and then the boy becomes Jeff, yeah. and the daughter's Mary, which I remember because right. she's like, I hate that name. Well, her name is Melissa. That's oh, her real name. Oh, okay. Yeah. That What's sounds the familiar. boy's name? I wrote it down here somewhere, but my handwriting is like shit. So, Ricky. <laughs> Ricky. Yeah, that's Ricky. it. Yep. 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 But I'm just going to call him son and daughter anyway. Yeah, exactly. Mom yeah. and dad. Yeah. So they become the Gibsons, and they live on this farm, mm-hmm. and. Everything seems to be going fine, 
but then Phyllis, the mom, gets on TV because she organizes some anti-missile protest. Holy shit. Yeah. She goes on TV while in witness protection program. She's the she, dumbest. She's not okay. No. In this movie. Remember in the beginning where she was protesting that they charged rice at the Japanese restaurant? Oh, yeah. yeah. She's the one who needs to sit down there. They charge rice. And that's what makes them hang around and be witnesses. She gets into the peace rally and goes on TV. It, it's they're uh, boycotting silos, missile silos yeah. that are going in Missouri. She wears a headband way too much, <laughs> uh, and she like seems to not. I wouldn't be surprised if she didn't know her children's names. Like yeah. they are, she is out of touch. To the nth degree. Completely. Yes. Yeah. And when and when Charlie shows up and says, oh, well, you guys got to leave again because, you know, your wife went on TV. And he's like, what? And she's like, did I do that? <laughs> I didn't know that was bad. Which sucks because they seem to be enjoying their life as the Gibsons. I yeah. mean, Mary Melissa goes on a date with a boy. Mm-hmm. Um, and she says it was super... She got laid. Definitely well, got laid. She, oh, yeah. She High said, five. Hey. She said Alan Pembroke wants to show her his giant rutabaga. <laughs> giant De- ru- I loved that. Definitely the most sex- the most overt sexual reference. You, show me your giant rutabaga. Hey. <laughs> that, but I think she said, maybe this is just my hearing. I think she said, like, rutabaga. <laughs> People, they kept mispronouncing shit in this yeah. movie. Yeah. They said Ryudabega. They said Scott Bayo instead of Scott Bayo. Oh, I, I did catch that. And the dad says, like, we could put a hammock over there. Oh, yeah. They said, they just, I don't know if it was supposed to be a joke. Maybe they're sight reading and they did it poorly. I think they just had the one take for everything. Hammock. They must have. Remember that all of these movies are filmed very cheaply. They are made for yeah. TV. They don't have a big budget to begin with. And they want to just you know get them over with the scene where the mom and the dad were on the porch swing and then they had that sensual make out oh yeah it was, it was like inaudible i couldn't hear it for shit yeah, yeah. real bad this movie is extremely horny mm-hmm. it, oh very Between much. charlie charlie and the secretary uh the daughter and yeah. the rutabaga man mom and dad mom yeah and dad a lot of sex happening yeah the, the, and, the, and then when they're at the monastery the parents kick the kids out of their room yes. yeah very quickly yeah there's a fade out but we all know what that we means we know what happened then the, the old alfred them. hitchcock train goes in the tunnel hey. yeah and then cut to them smoking bam yeah, there were lots of cigarettes in this movie, too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> cigarettes and guns in this movie. <laughs> yeah. This is my kind of movie. Hey. So after Missouri, they go to some remote cabin. I don't know where that was. That was Colorado. Oh, okay. Yeah, they go to Colorado, yeah. and they made a joke that uh, wasn't on my radar at all, um, where uh, the dad goes, and he goes, oh, I think this is where Jeremiah Johnson lived. And then the yeah. detective goes, actually, he did. Uh, I had to look it up. It's a Robert Redford movie. Yep. So I guess timely reference, but no kid will get that. Jeremiah Johnson, wasn't he like the secretary of something under Obama? Uh, Sure. Probably. Jay Johnson. Jay Johnson. Yep, that's Robert Redford. (laughs) They, they, so, but uh, every time they got found in this movie, it only illustrated that the Delgado family is just omnipresent i know they're they have a presence in rural missouri and the delgados were sitting watching the news that the mom was on yeah yeah holy shit both of them were in the room watching the news together and then we're like we gotta get them and then some somehow they went then went and found their house 
They escaped and through the Underground Railroad also. Oh Hilarious. They said that. Yeah. Literally underground. What's the Underground Railroad? <laughs> it, it's how slaves used to get freed. <laughs> it's also worth noting uh, that this is, you know, 1984. You couldn't just tell someone, oh, rewind your TV and watch that yeah. news. Sec-. No, it, it, that didn't work that yeah. way. You had to be there live for the 6 or the 10 o'clock news. And do you guys remember how they got information about the Days family? The Delgados just printed out uh, like a like a wanted ad that just said $10,000 reward for any information on yeah. this family. Yeah. It's very clear. Like, the cops know. If you're in, if they're the yeah. cops in New York know that this is a family in witness protection, but the Delgados just did it, and somehow that word spread nationwide. Truly, and they never got in trouble for that. Well, look, I mean, why would they get in trouble? You know, the mafia and the police are always in cahoots, right? I mean, you know, that's what that's corruption for you. But, but the police, oh. and everyone, everywhere, either there are four thousand people in the world in this movie, <laughs> or the Delgados are literally like omnipresent they're just they're the illuminati well yeah let's let's list all the places where they end up missouri yeah colorado mm-hmm. a cruise ship texas mm-hmm. you know literally uh, everywhere that california fam- yeah. california i th- where, where so they're on their way to california they start arizona. Like arizona arizona, arizona New Mexico. Yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 everywhere so, so the delgado family is Wild. They're they fuck. can do everything. Maybe that uh, 4,000 people in the world theory is accurate. I, it, yeah. it could be. <laughs> so let's run through uh, every instance where the Days family has no idea how to be in witness protection. Every fucking point in this movie. Yes. List over. Truly all of it. All we of are, them all the time. We already did what we already said that how, you know, the mom went on TV. Right. Then uh, in Colorado, when they when uh, the son breaks his arm and they have to take them to the hospital, they use their real names. Yeah. Ricky Days. Yeah. Ricky Days. Dumb. Um, <laughs> then when they're in the the Caribbean, this is probably my favorite one oh, that shows yeah. the Delgado's power. They're on a cruise ship. Yes. The son wins a Scrabble tournament. Oh, my God. And his yep. picture is put up in the cruise ship. Mm-hmm. And how, how many people do you think are on a cruise ship? Maybe a thousand at most? But that's a quarter of the world's population. That's a quarter population. of the world in this movie. Oh, <laughs> I, I don't know this theory, but now I'm already hearing it. And I don't like it. Uh, but yeah, they they put it up while the boat is in the water, and somehow the Delgados find out and get to wherever their yeah. the boat is porting and get on the ship. See, yeah. I think the way that they actually found out though was because Mary Melissa, the daughter, was sending letters to her BF, oh. and she was like, "But I just said that it was somewhere at sea." And they found it anyway. Yeah. There's only Very three cruise ships in this, in this world. Well, with 4,000 people. Yay. <laughs> I guess I do like the theory. Related to the cruise ship, it was amazing how um, the dad had to be Tony, the Italian man. Who's <laughs> an- Antonio. Bongiorno. Yeah. Dude. Ver- very strong Brad Pitt and Inglorious Bastard vibes. That was, he, they, like, two, it was, like, very uh, National Lampoon's vacation. Like, two, like, hot young girls to come up to him and talk to him. Like, hey, Antonio. Where's all the fun around here? And he goes, oh, there is a pool. And then he goes, and then on the third deck, we have the bananga bananga ping pong. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Holy shit. I paused the movie at that point, and Willie, my roommate, come in. I'm going to steal his line because it made me laugh so hard. Mm -hmm. I paused it on Tony as Antonio with the fake mustache, (laughs) and Willie goes, is that Saddam Hussein? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) You guys will all see a picture of this on the Instagram, at Disney Channel Tipsy Panel. You'll love Antonio. That was maybe the horniest part of the whole movie, because those girls were kind of just, like, reclining and, like, wearing really skimpy bikinis, and they were kind of just like, yeah. 
Antonio, they were like, where's the fun around here? They Holy. said, we didn't save up for two years and pay $1,600. $1, I thought they were trying to score drugs. Yeah, they definitely were. You just can't say it in a Disney movie. So where the cruise happens in the movie, that's only like 40 minutes in. Yeah, we're not even halfway. It's crazy. They've already witnessed, there's already been a murder. <laughs> uh, they're like, they've... Like fingered a murderer. Yeah. They fled three different. They've, yeah, they've been everywhere in witness protection. Yeah, and that's custody. forty minutes in, and, there's, and we're not even halfway there. You could tell how just numbed they are to the experience when um, the Delgados get on the ship and um, the father is rounding everybody up. The last person he finds is the mother, and you get an off. It you know you see their bodies, but it's it's eighty yard totally, um, and you hear. Uh, the father says, Frank Delgado's on board. And the mother goes, oh, no. <laughs> so casual. Not like, oh, my God, I might die. Yeah. Just, oh, no. That's what I was re referring to earlier as like the slapstick element of this. It's, yeah. They're just so nonchalant about it. We, yeah. Oh, you mean we might die? You know, you would think that in a movie where these people might die, they would have any sort of like, you know change of heart, or they would develop as characters. No, I don't... This may be the only movie I've ever seen with 100% static characters. No one learns a lesson. Nobody improves. Nobody does anything to, like, better themselves. It, they're the same people all the time. And I think yeah. that's the only reason this is a children's movie. Yeah. Oh, two reasons. It's the music, Yeah, <laughs> as Ryan said. And just no one, nobody changes. Everyone is just the same throughout. And you get essentially the same scene 10 times over like a 90-minute period. It's, it's just all that. It's just a stamp of every 10 minutes you get. New place, new place, witness protection, new place. Yeah. The, they do get a little better, I have to say. They get better at just being, like, paranoid. Mm -hmm. Like, they're, they're, they never adapt to the actual life that they're living, but they get better at, like, doing a Nebraska accent or an Italian accent or, like, selling a truck that they yeah. stole. That was amazing. Yeah, or barricading themselves in a house. Mm -hmm. once, they, once they ditch Charlie, the detective, and go out on their own, Things seem to be going great for them for the most yeah. part. Yeah. They they hitch a ride. They they are aware that their ride is selling them out and they steal the truck. Yep. Yeah. They sell the truck to cover their tracks. And they buy they don't sell it. No. They trade, oh, right. they it. trade it, it for mm -hmm. choppers. Yeah. Like Harley Davidson choppers. Yep. That the, the bikers just want to give away for yeah. this fucking big rig. And they each take one of their kids on the back yeah. of a chopper and then drive from Arizona to Los Angeles. Helmetless in Helmetless. pajamas. It's <laughs> bananas. Speaking of pajamas, the scene where they do hitch the ride from the trucker and the mom's like, Oh, if I just hitch up my nightgown a little bit, and then she oh does God. it, and the dude pulls over and the and the boy is like, Nice going, Ma. Holy <laughs> shit. Yeah, the, these dated tropes were reason enough, I think, to watch the movie. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's... It, I, I, uh, so uh, they drive to Los Angeles, and they go to the father's cousin's house. His name's Seymour. Oh, um, yeah. It's very clear that Seymour's wife does not like this family right from the get-go. But Seymour's like, it's my cousin. We have to let them come in. And then they come in, and they explain the situation. And Seymour's like, of course you can stay, even though his wife says, no, no, no. That's not cool. But, you know, Seymour's the man of the house. 
It's 1984. <laughs> Obviously, his word is going to go. And then, as soon as they get to stay, the parents do the only competent thing they've ever done in the entire movie, where they're like, all right, we have to get rid of the phone in here. Um, you guys can't go out at these certain times. We're going to barricade. We're going to close up the windows. We're going to barricade everything. Um, it, it, you know, they actually do stuff that that makes sense for the first time. They somehow managed to set up like in the living room. They cut to it. I, this made me laugh. There was like a Red Cross station. Yeah. <laughs> there was like IVs and like a water cool like, and like a like um barrels like stretchers of and yeah. Something. Yeah. Well, actually, just to go back a little bit, they it I just don't understand what they're trying to do. Before they get to LA, they wind up in an orange picking uh like an oh, orange orchard. Right. And they they work for all day for yeah. like very little money with a bunch of migrant workers. Yes, like Mexican migrant workers. Yes, and then they <laughs> unwittingly start a revolution. Yeah. Oh my god! Uh, People uh, with torches come to their house at night and they're like, "We want you to be the leader." Yeah, and he goes, "No, no, 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 and no." And they no, hand no. him the torch and he's waving it around. And they're all cheering because they don't understand him, yeah. which is kind of a racist trope. Pretty, especially yeah. because the lead guy is speaking English to mm-hmm. them. Yeah, pr- extremely clearly. Yeah. And then he, he accidentally torches the little hut that they were sleeping in. Yeah. Yeah, he started basically a workers' revolution. I've, yeah, I, I want to know how that ended. <laughs> I, I, That's I, the movie we need to I see. I hope that that came back in the next, like, the later in the movie, like, in subtle ways. Like, if someone just, like, kept giving him oranges or they were just <laughs> all of a sudden were oranges everywhere in the rest of the scenes in everybody's house. <laughs> or, like, instead of an ice cream man, there was just an orange man. <laughs> no, they were saving that for Gone Are the Days 2. Viva la revolution. That's true. <laughs> oh, my God. So, yeah, that's... They are, they are murder witnesses. They've fled FBI custody. The FBI is just fucking with them at this point. Yeah. They just keep moving the trial back, and Charlie is doing nothing. He's flying to Boston instead of being near them at all. Well, he's incredibly incompetent. I yeah. mean, the his boss, Charlie's boss, the FBI man, don't know his name, he said to Charlie, you weren't my first choice. Yeah. And all Charlie does is like eat food and, and Twinkies and really and likes fuck food. up. Well, do you want to know the line? He said, to be honest with you, Charlie, you weren't my first choice. Charlie goes, well, to be honest with you, I don't really care. <laughs> Pretty good. Good, good on him. Attitude. Yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, but the, uh, uh, the most egregious thing that Charlie does is he goes to the hospital after he finds out that the son uh. is admitted with a broken arm. And he says to the nurse, I shouldn't even be telling you this, but they're in witness protection. And here's their real name. Now, are they here? And she goes, oh, no. So he just blew their cover for nothing. Yeah, he blew their cover at the wrong hospital. That was idiotic. And yeah. then he shares that he has a son to, oh, to yeah. the dad. And he's like, I got a son and I lost him. Did he kill it? Is his son dead? Like yeah, No redemption either. Like, no. You don't even get like an end scene where he calls his son. Just nope, nope. none of that. We went to the mall one day and I lost him and I can't <laughs> find him. <laughs> My God. Uh, strong, heavy rain vibes. Jason. 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 Where's where's my son? Where's Jason? All right. Um uh, what else is there? Um so, what, how does this movie end? So wait, someone remind befo- me. Before it ends, well we'll get to, we'll we'll lead into this. A scene that made me actually like it was so troubling. So they're barricaded in the LA house right. and the son is like, I'm gonna go get ice cream. Oh yeah. And he puts on a gorilla mask. <sighs> I forgot about this. Because he like can't be seen. It goes out to the ice cream truck, 
and he goes to the ice cream man and says, "Is like I want one." He goes, "Come up here and look." The ice cream man is working for the Delgados because everybody is clearly chloroforms a child <laughs> and sticks him in, the, picks him up and puts him in the freezer. A yeah. child in a gorilla mask. A child in a gorilla mask gets drugged, knocked out, and put into a freezer and kidnapped. Oh, That's nightmare fuel, especially yeah. in the awful. 80s. Best awful shot of the movie, shit. though. <laughs> oh my Just god! Watching that, I watched no. it three times. I was like, "Are you kidding me?" Oh, the best shot in the movie comes later, but we will discuss that later. Oh, okay. yeah. So, okay. I mean, before we before we talk about the end, have we covered pretty much everything we want to cover? Oh I mean, God, let me let me look through my notes. I I think we hit everything. Uh, damn, this mom is dumb. Um, uh, he wants to show me his giant rutabaga. This mom has brain damage. Mom has brain damage. Uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much everything. Do we you turn in the Lincoln Tunnel? Yeah, <laughs> I, I think we hit it all. Um, but okay, yeah. After chloroforming the kid in the gorilla costume, uh, this is how the Delgados tried to get the family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, the dad has to take a series of buses or or do a series of things to basically lose any tail he might have. He but ends up in like Breaking Bad Southwest America. He, he, sure. He had to make an exchange for the young Delgado that right. was arrested and his son. How did that guy get out of jail? Yeah, that's a great question. And then he walked around with on a bus everywhere handcuffed yes. to him. Meanwhile, we already know that everyone knows the Delgados, and the Delgados right. know everyone. Yeah. And here's a fucked up thing, too. So they were handcuffed to each other, right? And the dad was wearing a jacket. Somehow, the jacket <laughs> comes off of him, and the handcuffs are still on. I was so confused. <laughs> Cut really it off. Funny. And that's a bad continuity error. Yeah, that's yeah just it is. Inexcusable. Do you really think they had a, a, a script supervisor on this? No. That's the person who looks for all those things. They did not have a script a scripty on here they, at all. They had Pa Delgado. Yeah, Pa. <laughs> they they had they had like uh, an, an old Disney exec who has that job just because you know he's about to retire, and they just said, "Hey, Al, does this look good?" And Al doesn't take his hat off his face and just gives a thumbs up in the corner, and they're like, <laughs> "All right." Cut like, print. It's like, I've been making pictures for years. You remember that one where the guy points the gun at the train, at the camera, <laughs> after the train robbery? That was me. Hey. So actually, before we um, do wrap up, there's one more thing I wanted to talk about. And Let's that was it. when um, they uh, traded the motorcycle for the truck and mm-hmm. they were on their way to um, California. And s- some idiot who Charlie's talking to is like, uh, yeah, they, they said something about going to uh, San Fernando Valenzuela <laughs> Valley or something. You, do you know who Fernando Valenzuela is? No, I, I don't. Baseball player. He's the famous oh, Mexican God. pitcher who, uh, in his final season, he had two starts and 6.2 innings pitch with a 12.15 ERA. Oh, that's extremely cute. I yeah. know literally nothing about what that means, <laughs> but this is the one time that I'll say, okay, baseball makes sense to be referenced. Because they literally made a joke yeah. on this guy's name. <laughs> instead, of saying, instead of saying the San Fernando Valley, they said Fernando Valenzuela. You know, like I, I like to think that the guy, when he was writing that, was like, oh! You everyone get in here! What is, <laughs> look what I just thought of. Yeah, who is he yelling to? Everybody. Who else do you think wrote this movie? Because <laughs> in 1984, Fernando Valenzuela was playing for the L.A. Dodgers. He was a 23 year old with a 12 and 17 record and a 3.03 ERA. Wow, that's pretty good. No, it's not. Eh, he had 240 strikeouts that year, though. 
That's a good year. Anyway, it's hit or miss. I'm sorry, Brandon. I know that you hate when we talk about oh, baseball. Oh, what? I'm sorry. Podcast. I was asleep. I fell asleep because I was so bored. One other thing I do want to uh, just have us <laughs> give us a chance to talk about. It, if is, this is baseball, I am going to it's leave. Not, it's not baseball. It better not be. It's Charlie's only competent moment. Uh-huh. Uh huh. When Charlie gets to like a diner and oh. asks for a bird, like a bunch of food. And turns out everyone in the diner is, you know, basically on the Delgado's dime. And he manages to, like, convince him that he's, like, Pepe Delgado. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and, and he, he, like, turns around and gets a fork at a guy's throat. Yes. And then it's like, they sent me here, a pro. And then, like, convinces them all that he's also working for the Delgados and that he'll get them. And I don't know. What happens when you get the reward money? Oh, uh, yeah, you know, we'll split it, even Stevens, you know, uh, four ways, five ways. And then the cook is like, hey, what about your order? I make good hamburgers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like, I make a really Group good laugh, burger. Group laugh, fade into next scene. Group laugh. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, right. that was great. So, yeah, at the end of the movie. Uh, let's, oh, my let's God. The um, end of the movie is hilarious to me because they end up in the desert Dad is still handcuffed to the idiot brother, yep. and there it's time to trade the boy for the brother, yeah. and that obviously just goes poorly. Well, they they do the trade, and then well, no, they don't because th- they they, they never give the boy to the dad. Uh, okay, yeah, they whatever. take him. They, he stays in the truck, and then he just like uh, okay. The one thing that I noticed most is you know probably my biggest pet peeve trope in movies is. No one notices the helicopter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hel- we all know what helicopters are. They're loud as fuck. Especially in the desert. There's no other cars. Yeah. What, James? Why did you say? I can't hear you over the helicopter. I, I said I can't hear. Oh, there. Okay. Fine. I'm really glad we tricked that guy and took his son. <laughs> so there's a chase, too. It's like a Randy it Rhodes into a, style it chase. Into a fast and furious movie the dad was on the back of the truck he somehow leapt onto the truck and like was reaching through the driver's side window yeah and there's a struggle over a gun yes Mm -hmm. that was sick and then who who cares how it happens the good guys win oh well guys lose uh the helicopter pulls around and uh charlie is in one of the seats with an assault rifle in his hands and shoots at their feet Yosemite Sam style. And they kind of just immediately put their hands up and they're like, oh, you shit, you got us. The Delgado guy does the dance too. He does the like tapping his feet It was like a Looney Tune. Yeah. And he's in a helicopter and is that accurate to just be like, pew, 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 pew. I I really think that Charlie should have like hit one of the Delgado guys. You know, just a gunshot victim would have made the end of this movie so good. Well, we never actually see someone get shot, right? No, because in the very no. beginning, it we see guns fired, and then it cuts to the parent, the family diving under the table. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, no, we never see someone get shot. Shame. But they they do dump orange goo on the truck, and that's what makes them <laughs> eventually stop. Did they, wait, I missed yeah, that. Yeah, they just like shoot something, some like inky substance like, out onto the windshield, mm. and they're like, I can't see anything. They're and playing Splatoon. Yes, they're yeah. playing Splatoon. It, it's like rust, rust colored. Goo. Yeah, it's weird. Um, but it's then, orange juice. In yeah. this world, orange juice is now used for everything. They they finally did the research. The in workers united, and they had they hired scientists. In a world of four thousand people, <laughs> where orange juice is king, <laughs> one man 
can stop a gangland kidnapping. <laughs> dun dun. That man is Charlie. I just realized the voice I'm doing is the coach from Big Mouth. <laughs> it's kind of him. Hey, you know, I uh, never went through puberty, but uh, boy, do I love Twinkies. <laughs> I'm a very competent FBI man. I'll make you some veal with the mushrooms that you he's, like. When he's driving to pick them up, he's listening to a tape on how to cook. Did you guys catch that? I did. It's like spoon the sauce over the veal. Preparing <laughs> his amazing. date. I love it. Um, and then all we have left is the epilogue, right? The epilogue? Oh, yeah, I, the epilogue. The, they, they, the uh, end end. Charlie says, ah, oh, sorry for all the rigmarole we put you through, but we got a vacation for you on the government's dime. And they go to some tropical island. Hey, um, why weren't we here in the first place? Honestly. Totally valid. Yeah. The family's all there. Charlie and his secretary girlfriend are secretly there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, um, you some know. Some dude is in the sea yeah, drowning. The family finds uh, some, you know, dying man <laughs> washed up ashore. And then, obviously, right behind him is uh, is some, some other, other crime gang. family. What do they call him? The Rogers family? I don't remember. From um, Chicago, he says. Some Irish name. Because you Whatever. got the Italians and then you got the Irish. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep, all those people you didn't want applying to your jobs in the 1910s. The Patrick Connor Patricks. But yeah, and then it's literally just a not again moment and movie ends. Uh, Freeze frame, that's it. Wacky music. The the family gets chased down the beach and Charlie is chasing them, like chasing the people who are chasing them. He's like, hey, Day's family. Remember me? I got something to tell yous. It, it. I, I don't. I it's untenable. Yeah, don't worry about <laughs> it. You you. It, we don't even have to explain. They, they also just witnessed a death. The man said something mm-hmm. too. He was like, "Take it and don't tell them the truth." He was a vampire. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, that's that's the movie. Um, yeah, you know what we didn't do? We didn't do the decom dad hour. What do you give oh. this dad? I give him. Uh, I give I give him a C. Yeah, that's what that's what I was gonna say. I very give him a ab- C. very middling grade because he 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 makes a few quips, but a lot of the problems are not really helped by him. Yeah, he doesn't really cause any of them, but he well, he does cause does. one. Presumably, he's the one who gave the family's real name when they go to the hospital. Yeah, because mm. the mom didn't. I give Antonio an A. Yeah, I Antonio's an A. The rest of that dad's personas. A C, yeah, like a C, B minus. Except for the fact that he was a socialist darling, inadvertently, mm-hmm. yeah. which <laughs> I don't know. I would bump him up to maybe a B minus yeah. for that. Also, that is generous. One one line he had that I liked is when they were in Missouri and he was like taking people through their barn for mm-hmm. some reason. Mm-hmm. He goes, uh, they were talking about the cows and he was just like trying to play it off like he's been ranching uh-huh. his whole life. And he goes, he goes, Cow's pretty good. A little smelly, though. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Great small talk about cows. Yeah. Uh, every other this farmer should have been like, what? <laughs> so, guys, I had a little game we played before we rate this. Um, so, you know, this movie very, um, you know, very frivolously deals with death throughout the whole time. So we're going to play a fun game. Uh are they living or dead? Uh, this is a game about the actors. Are cool. they living or dead? Oh, okay. Remember, nice. this movie is 35 years old, so uh, you can never really be sure. All right, well, uh, I, I have a strategy, and you'll see what it is. Okay, I, I think I will. All right, let's start with uh, the let's start with Detective Charlie. Dead. Dead. 
He is dead. He died in 2008 at the age of 81. Wow. Um, Harvey Corman. The, the dad, Robert Hogan. Dead. Alive. He is alive. He will be... He, he's 86. Wow. Yeah, he's 86 years old. That's he was, elderly. He mm-hmm. was um, the, the... He was in The Wire. He Who was, was the, he in The Wire? He was the dad... The season where they're at the docks? Uh-huh. Season he two. He was the father of the shithead guy. I oh forget his God. name. Oh, my God. He was the dad. I never. What, what are they? Serbian, Croatian. Croat- I don't remember. They're Polish. They're Polish. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was the Holy he was the, one of the old Polish guys. That's yeah. daddy, wow. That's Daddy Days. Daddy, daddy Days. He looked really familiar, but you know, I could have just. He's been probably in other stuff, but there yeah. you go. That's Daddy Days. All right. Uh, next one. Uh, here we go. Um, Papa Delgado. Dead. Very dead. dead. Absolutely. He, he seems died. like he died like right after this. <laughs> uh, no, he died in 2013. Wow. Yeah. Wow. He made, he made it. it. He made he, it pretty far. He lived the longest out of all these dead people so far. Yeah. yeah. Um, let's see. Who else? Uh, the son. Dead. Alive. Son's alive. He's 48 oh. years old. He is David oh Glasser. That was his first movie, Gone of the Days, and he produced Agent Cody Banks. Wow. Whoa. Good yeah. for him. Um, the daughter. Dead. Dead. No, she's alive. Oh. Uh, her name is um, Sherry Gregory. Um, she stopped acting uh, in 1987, and she <sighs> married Michael Landon Jr., who is a director. So she hasn't done anything since. Um, who else do we have? The mom. Dead. 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 Yep, she died in 2018, age 75. Uh, oh. Who else do we have? Um, let's see. Oh, the, Seymour. Dead. Which one was Seymour? The cousin. Uh, the cousin at, in L.A. Dead. Oh, dead. Dead. He's alive. Wow. He's 82 years old. Wow. Good yeah. for Seymour. Good know, genes right? in that family. Oh, yeah. All right. Last one, the restaurant manager. Dead. Alive. He died last year. Oh, oh rest in yes. peace. Yeah, he was 77. Rodney Kageyama. Dead. He was actually, well, that was it. He, he was 77, and he was actually Japanese. I feel like that's surprising for 80s movies to, you know, get the actual ethnicity of the, the, the Asian person. Agreed. But, but he, this is probably going to be weird. He wasn't doing a Japanese accent. No. He was he doing. He was doing more like a more offensive, like uh, what's his name in Breakfast at Tiffany's accent. Oh uh, sure. Uh, uh-huh. um, I don't know the name. Uh, Andy Rooney. Yeah. He was doing an Andy Rooney in Breakfast at Tiffany's, like really offensive Chinese accent. It wasn't mm-hmm. Japanese. But like we said earlier, he put that on to talk to the white people, and then when he was talking to his mm-hmm. coworker, he was just like, "Yeah, yeah. get them out of here." I guess that could surprisingly be surprisingly aware. Yep, yeah. But yeah, that was uh, that was. Are they dead? Uh, thanks <sighs> for playing, everybody. That's a good game. I like that. Anyone before 1988 is like good to play that. After doing Quizney Channel, I'm gonna try to do as many games as I can because they're just a lot of fun. Love Again, it. listeners, if you haven't already, please go listen to our bonus episode, Quizney Channel Tipsy Panel. It was so much fun for us to do, and you'll have a lot of fun listening to it. It's awesome. Should we rate this movie? Yeah. All right. I'm down. Um, can I start? I'd like to start. Of course yeah. you can. Okay. Uh, so gone are the days. Um, this again, there were, there were, everyone was static. There was no character development at all. Um, it was the same scene like 15 times in a row. Yep. Everyone is dumb. Uh, the music is very silly. They very, you know, she, they very frivolously play with death. Um, all in all, it's not a great movie. Thumbs up. <laughs> oh, I don't know why. Like, I there was just like as soon as I finished it, I said, "Wow, this movie sucks." But you know what? I, I don't regret watching it. I, I I I kind of enjoyed it. Get get a couple friends, get drunk and watch this movie. It's it's dumb. You can yell at it. It's it was it was entertaining. All right, let's I, go around the room. I, I think we agree. I mean, uh, you know, 
I'm going to give it a thumbs up, too, because Mm -hmm. it was just so ridiculous and so out there and so bad. Mm -hmm. You know, like you said, same scene over and over. It was a nice little um, fake slice of life of the 80s. Yep. Um, And there were so many great 80s tropes. Um, I I can't speak enough to how much I love this one. So <laughs> really, yeah, no, and it was terrible too. It was definitely one of the worst ones we watched. But you know, it's from 1984. It was campy. Yeah. Yep. Um, I would probably watch it again. I would probably watch it again. This is literally the first time you've ever said that. I yeah. know you yeah, love Tiger watch, yeah. Town, yeah. but you didn't even yeah. say that. Then. No. Yeah. No. I would probably watch this one again because it was just so ridiculous. And, you know, it was kind of a New York movie, too, which I really liked. That is yeah. true. Yeah. Let it be known, 26 episodes in, after 26 <laughs> movies, Ryan finally decides he would watch one of these again. That's a year. It's been a year. And <laughs> yeah. I have not once said that I would watch one of these things again. But, yeah, this one, just so fucking stupid. I think these movies are just wearing you down. <laughs> they worm their way in. Agreed. All right, last one, James. Uh, okay, this movie is, we've all said it, bad I'm going to also add really long. Yeah. Like, it's an hour and a half. But it just felt, it felt long. Yeah. Well, that's why I watched it on 1.75 speed. That's true. Yeah, oh yeah, God. that's true. I, I can't I believe that able. you do that. I, 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 every, I'll watch it, you know, the night before we record, glass of whiskey in my hand, just, you know, let it go and see what they, see where the movie takes me. I was really sober when I watched this. <laughs> Maybe that's why you gave it a thumbs up. Same. Um, <laughs> it... It's so all over the place, but there's certain like I it's so hard to put my finger on like what really makes me laugh. Like when out of nowhere there's like a socialist revolution. Yeah. And like it <laughs> leads to a fire and just also the guy's face that started it when they're cutting to it, when he's just both rows of teeth visible smiling, not doing anything <laughs> else. Like stuff like that gets me every time. <laughs> uh, this had enough of those moments that I'll never. I thought about it all day. Uh, I gotta go thumbs up. I, yeah, I yeah. can't believe we all gave this movie. A I can't. Thumbs up. I, I can't. I yeah. can. I, I mean, like knowing the three of us, like it, it does make sense. But like anyone who doesn't know the three of us who's listening is gonna watch this movie and is gonna say, "Why did they recommend this?" But and you know what I have to say to you? You weren't drunk enough. Uh, probably I, true. I was mad sober when I watched this. My <laughs> advice is to watch it for yourself. It was free on YouTube. Yep. yep. Just search Gone Are the Days. Days is spelled D-A-Y-E-S. Find it on YouTube. It's it's the, pretty much the first thing you'll find. And put it on with some friends because it probably would be more fun if you did watch it with people. Yeah, absolutely. I'm very lucky yeah. to have a fiance who watches all of these with me. Hi, Kate. Hey, maybe, uh, well, not by the time this episode airs, but... You two are getting married real soon. Yeah, holy shit. Congratulations. Thank you. I've said fiance a lot on this, but very soon you're going to hear me saying, my wife. It's going to happen. I'm going to run down the streets of New York City screaming, get your stinking mitts off of my wife. (laughs) It's going to be a lot of fun. So we have to give this one an award, and I I have a name. Please, please. It's the Fernando Valenzuela Award. The Fernando Valenzuela Award. That's fine. I'm okay with it. And you know what? I really like it because it's a real name. That's good. It's like I the love Cy it. Young Award, but the Fernando Valenzuela <laughs> Award. <laughs> the award for, for excellence in Disney Channel premieres. Yeah. The Baseball Award. The Baseball Award. Hey, speaking of Cy Young, did you know that he not only won the most games, but he lost the most games? 
I'm cutting this off right now. Okay, Thank you so much to all of our listeners out there. We are so glad that you tuned in. Please let us know what you think. Give us feedback. We are on Instagram at Disney Channel Tipsy Panel. We are on Twitter at Tipsy Panel. And we are on Gmail. We have an email, Disney Channel Tipsy Panel at gmail.com. Let us know what you think. Please write to us. We love hearing from you guys. We get maybe like one email every episode we put out. And you know what? I love it it's great me too you guys are awesome. excellent um so cool people do that it's i know crazy. right it's incredible if you send us an email we're gonna shout you out because that's just what we do tell us your favorite baseball player yeah please do ryan will, ryan and james will have something to say about that i will say uh i only know basketball because that's in a decom um <laughs> like comment subscribe share five stars do all of those fun things that you do on the internet um thanks brennan hey. yep brennan's out there she's snapping She's snapping. She's clapping. After She's her adenoid here. surgery. <laughs> After her Tommy John surgery. Tommy John surgery. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Brennan. Good to hear from you. Uh, that's our show, everybody. Tune in next time. We'll have another decom for you. Until uh, then, bye-bye. Bye. My favorite basketball and baseball players, Michael Jordan, he did it all. <laughs> My favorite baseball, football players, Bo Jackson. I mean, Bo Jackson. I like Bottles Chart. Good effort. And, um, <laughs> Deion Sanders. That's right. That's a big football. You know who's... All right, now this is very earnest, but you know who I think is the coolest is uh, Shohei Otani. Shohei Otani's the man. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. He had, he did have Tommy John, so it makes he him better. He did have Tommy John surgery. Otani John surgery. Ota- <laughs> God damn.